Hi, I am Samantha Tomlinson. And I am Jocelyn Pontiano. And welcome back to that good old Disney podcast. And continuing with our beginnings of Disney, we thought we would talk about the mouse behind the man, front of the man, I don't know, next to him in a statue in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland. Beautiful statue. Mickey! Yes, that is a beautiful (laughs) statue. (laughs) Mickey. Mickey Mouse. Yes. Okay. That is a, yeah, that's such a, every, Disneyland is just photogenic. It's like, it's like, it's so photogenic. It's honestly beautiful. If you've seen the statue, you know exactly what we're talking about. But yes, the mouse that started it all. Never forget, it all began with the mouse. So, crackety crack, my fingers. I've started saying it because I heard Gina say it on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I can't crack my fingers. (laughs) So, I'm just like, I do the movement, but I just say it. Cut Sam cracking her um, knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> just like a crack, like a major crack sound, like 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 an earthquake kind of crack sound from me, like cracking my knuckles. Um, anyway. <laughs> Keep <laughs> Sam cracking knuckles joke in. Just making these notes. Alrighty, so Mickey Mouse. Who is he, Sam? So Mickey Mouse was created in 1928 by Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks uh, as replacement for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. They they were working along with Roy Disney, uh, Walt's brother. They were working under Charles Mintz. He kind of mm-hmm. basically teamed up with uh, Universal to create this new character for them. And basically was edging Walt out and was having all these like back deals and basically took the whole company from him and all of his workers along with Oswald. As they were finishing up creating Oswald, he was saying to Ub like, Hey, let's try to come up with a new character. And they like, they were, you know, finishing up with their time with this company and I guess nothing at first was really clicking, which makes a lot of sense because that's hard to just be like, you know, hey, like, do something. Let me just make an entire thing from nothing. And I guess they, a couple ideas were like a female cow and a male horse, which they would later become Clarabelle Cow and Horace Horse Collar. I'm more, I'm not, I'm more vaguely familiar with Clarabelle yes. Cow, like the image. I don't really know horse collar. No, horse, not, not horse a, collar. a single bell, actually. <laughs> I, I had to look it up. I guess uh, he's just, he kind of looks, I think if you saw the picture, you'd be like, oh, oh. the tall, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, How weird. Imagine Clarabelle being the the face. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I know. I mean, it's, all, it's just, it's weird to, well, he also... Mickey was also named Mortimer <laughs> and Mortimer Mouse and Walt's wife Lillian talked him out of it, which was which the was right, the right move thing because, to do. Well, Mickey is a Mickey is a cute name or a mobster name. <laughs> it's it's one of hey, the two. Like, you see, and but I'm gonna build an empire. Yeah, you see, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but Mortimer is a way too like it's not like, it catchy. sounds like he's wearing like a tweed jacket and like a monocle. 
like he's miss you know that's what i'm like I'm like mr peanut but mouse version <laughs> but uh anyway the idea for a mouse apparently came from so it said a tamed mouse from walt's desk during actually i don't i'm not sure i wrote these notes a while ago so it says his desk i'm not sure if that's walt's desk or uh ub's desk but I during their Laughogram days, which is where they started out together, uh, it said again. Not sure if it was a fake mouse. It said tamed mouse. So I'm assuming it just a. I don't know. Maybe it was a mouse that just hung around the room that didn't give him trouble. Like there was. I, a I, mouse. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it is a mouse, fake or real. I think it was probably real. Um, car. So cartoonist Hugh Harmon. Uh, sketched out a picture of mice around a picture of Walt Disney and uh, def- redef- uh, Iwerks redefined it. And so I- so Iwerks was his primary animator all throughout 1929. Um, they eventually did. Ha- I-, I think this comes up in the notes. They did eventually have a falling out, mm-hmm. but he was his main animator. And Rudolph Ising and Hugh Harmon, along with Hugh Harmon, uh they were also helped out during this time they were technically still under they were under contract with charles mintz um but as he was still establishing studio they stayed with disney for a little bit which is nice because i mean i'm only assuming that all these people left just because it was a a better deal Mm -hmm. or they were getting more money but regardless the fact that these two people were still sticking it out with him even though they were leaving. That's nice. It's like, that's, that's nice. Um, and yeah, Mick, and this is kind of just when Mickey was born. Uh, he first appeared, his first Mm -hmm. short was not Steamboat Willie. Uh, it was called playing. His first was playing crazy. And it was kind of modeled after Lindenberg's flight across the Atlantic. And it's just Mickey and, you know, they're his friends and they're trying to make their own plane and it premiered may 15th 1928 uh for screen testing and it was not very successful and did not find a distributor and mickey's next short was galloping gacho and that also couldn't find a distributor and apparently uh a distributor even said to walt quote they don't know you and they don't know your mouse and after the success of the jazz singer which mm-hmm was the first film with synchronized sound. Walt decided to put together uh, the most famous short of all time, Steamboat Willie, which premiered on November 18th, 1928 at New York's Colony Theater. It was the first animated cartoon to have synchronized sound. And it was so popular that apparently more people talked about Steamboat Willie than the movie it premiered before. I think I was trying to figure out what movie it premiered and I couldn't find it <laughs> um, or I didn't search hard enough. Either is a possibility with me. Um, it was kind of supposed to mimic a Buster Keaton film, uh, which is called Steamboat, Steamboat mm-hmm. Bill Jr. And that was released, you know, earlier that year. Um, and this one found a distributor and this is kind of considered Mickey's debut, even though, he technically already yeah. debuted, but That's- this time he actually got a distributor and it went somewhere. It's it's like such an interesting thing that like how relevant something is just based on like its popularity mm-hmm. because it's like you can ask any person on the street, Mickey's first appearance, what do you know? Steamboat Willie. 
it's the intro to most of yeah. the Disney movies. I like that intro. That's like, that's kind of new though. Is it like what, 10-ish years old? I would say the past 10 years. Yeah, like it was not there for at the beginning of every Disney movie. It was not, but now uh, it is. And it's interesting yeah. that they chose that one, even themselves knowing that that's not the the first, yeah. you know? It was, yeah, it was so with the success of Steamboat Willie and, or actually even, uh, and jazz singer and whatnot, he actually, uh, he added sound to playing crazy and Gallop and Gacho mm-hmm. and they were way more popular before this. I actually, I watched playing crazy and, and Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie was one of those ones that I'm like, if I've seen it, it was a long time ago. I think we all assume we've seen yeah. it but we've just seen bits of it. We've just seen that, the, that part in the, you know, that intro, that's just the beginning of. Yeah. Well, if you, that's not those, if you've, you know, been to Disneyland, there is, they do play the shorts on main street. And Mm -hmm. that's mostly where I'm more familiar with these shorts. The music I feel like is even more well known. A hundred percent. And these were made in the 1920s. Which I feel like is an indicator of my opinions. Um, there were things <laughs> that were in these shorts. Now, playing crazy had some stuff in it that was I kind of wasn't really okay with. And uh, there was so the like the plot, you know, is is it's kind of like they're trying to make a plane, and he ends up Mickey makes a plane out of a car, and they're kind of go in and then there's a part where you're basically the plane like mm-hmm. that's the perspective and you're chasing like a cow which i guess probably eventually went on i don't know if it was just a cow or eventually clarabelle cow but i don't know but the cow is running away from it it then the plane is getting so close to her it's like zooming in on her mm-hmm. udder she goes over the plane Mickey fall and Mickey falls out. Mickey grabs onto the udder and milk shoots out on him. And I was like, at this point, mm-hmm. I'm like, but the udder, I was like, what? But then that point, I was like, what is happening? And then later, he and Mickey, he and Minnie are flying. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and she, he's like trying to hug her and not. She's pushing him away, and then. I don't remember which came first, but he grabs her and kisses her. And I'm just like, Mickey, like, oh my, I was like, that's like, which is also crazy to think that within the last, like, I would say five years, like grabbing, and I don't mean romantically grabbing no, someone no, 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 and no, no, kissing no, no. them. This is like, he was just grabbed her and kissed her. No, she it's was not, not even for like it. the worst. It's like, okay, so she refuses. He, you know, it's just like, no, 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 you're gonna. And then he what he throws her out of the plane. The plane, yeah, the plane. He decides to like, I don't know. I'm gonna be do something really stupid, so she falls out, and then I save her. Essentially, mm-hmm. it was not. It was like Gaston level thinking, <laughs> except. Do you know what I mean? Of hey, I'm gonna. They're already not into me. I'm gonna do something that in my messed up arrogant mind will think this will make things better when it's only going to make things worse and it was just a very like kind of horrific i'm like are you kidding me and then i'm like "Hmm, i wonder why i didn't find a distributor (laughs) 
a lot of mixed messages on this one. And Steamboat Willie, Steamboat Willie was better. Uh, there were still, uh, except there was some, uh, well, there was actually, I mean, in terms of his relationship with Minnie, it was better, but again, it's animated. So they can't say that there were no animals harmed during this because there was quite a lot of animal abuse going on in Steamboat Willie. There, there, there is a part where, so he's like making music and it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. cute and the part where he is opens the cow's mouth and is like playing, like playing them like, uh, like percussion. And the cow's smiling. So I'm like, okay, the cow's <laughs> okay with this. But there's a part where, first of all, I don't know why these animals are just all free, like just like freely walking about this mm-hmm. boat. Like it's like a barn on a boat. And all these pigs are suckling at their mom and he's pulling their tails. Mm-hmm. So they make like a squeak. And then picks up the mom and they're still attached to the, they're still attached to the mother. It was just like, what am I watching? I couldn't, I'm like, I literally was thinking, hopefully Steamboat Willie is better and not as terrifying as playing crazy. And there was a part though, where he's trying to get Minnie on the boat. And so he uses a crane and the crane lifts up her skirt, grabs Mm -hmm. her like bloomers, carries her on. And then, pulls her skirt back down i'm like i'm like okay well at Mm. least you pulled the skirt back down that's nice like it was just very like it's but it also i'm like none of it's okay Mm. none of it's okay like it was it was just weird because it was like the whole it's Mm. none of it was okay but it was like making something cute out of something that's not okay which is something i've noticed Disney does a lot in certain depictions, which we'll get into later, where they, they make things, there are things that the way they're telling it is oddly cute, but it, the Mm -hmm. content itself, it's not like, like, is not. The thing I appreciate about old Disney, and I think that most people need to like realize when we eventually talk about harsher stuff throughout this podcast, it's just that. Um, these are conversation starters. This is a great way to expose, sadly, kids to this kind of things. It's an easy way to be like, hey, you remember that? Okay, it was nice and cute, but Mm -hmm. the reality of it isn't. And a lot of people will argue, like, kids don't have to be exposed to this, but I think it's a very great way to, like, make sure that they're not blind to it. And, yeah... We'll eventually touch up on harder subjects yes. throughout the uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Mainly when the hook lifted up her skirt, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and then it brought her onto the boat and then lift and then pulled her skirt like back down to cover. I'm like, so it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It was, it just was like, self-aware. It okay. knew the joke it was telling. Yes. Quote unquote joke. Yes. It was just. Yes, there's a lot of jokes though with Minnie and like like her in the plane crazy her like bloomers or whatever become like like mm-hmm. a parachute. Like there's a lot of jokes like yeah, and I again I I I haven't watched every single Mickey short. I have there's a, there's a couple that I meant to watch for this and I didn't get a chance to, but uh like the one where he steps through a mirror. Oh, uh-huh. I think I remember watching that one a lot as a kid. Um 
But uh, anyway, yeah, so Steamboat Willie is very, I mean, the first couple, the, 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 the music's really great. And it's just a very weird concept because there's some stuff that's not really okay that you would never see in a movie today. Yeah. Anyway, so Steamboat Willie, anyway, was becoming so popular, it actually edged out another popular cartoon character, Felix the Cat. Mm-hmm. And... Which I find funny that the mouse, like, eventually, you know, was like edging a cat out. Um, and the creator of Felix tried adding sound, but it wasn't. It just, it, it just wasn't the same as Mickey. And eventually, it just Felix disappeared yeah. because Mickey just was dominating, dominating. everything. Um, and uh, due to the, so there was just you know a ton of success and. Um, Due to the success of the jazz singer, movie theaters actually started putting in equipment, like w- you know, more like like sound equipment to mm-hmm. accommodate. And Walt decided to, you know, t- you you know, take the use this use this uh, to an advantage. And because a lot of movies, a lot of studios were still making silent movies, and he didn't really have a lot of competition. Um, so like I said, he added sound to Playing Crazy and Galvin Gacho. And they were a lot more popular than the original time they were first released. Um, he made another one called mm-hmm. Barn Dance. And this is, which released March 14th, 1929. And this was actually the first time Minnie turned down Mickey for Pete. Is Pete the one, uh, is Pete the other, I'm, I'm spacing, is he the one from, like, I'm thinking like yes. Goofy movie? Yeah, he's like, like he's the in, larger, like, that's cat what, That's what I thought. Yes, the bold, the, I thought it was like a bold dog guy. Yeah. You think of the same one? I don't know what he is, but yeah, that, that is Pete though. And after, after playing crazy, I can't imagine why, why she (laughs) turned down Mickey. Um, and in earlier shorts, Mickey was less of a hero and he was more of a failed potential suitor for Minnie. Yeah. Just interesting. Uh, and Again, I can't imagine why he's failing. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just so like, especially playing crazy. I was just like, Mickey, Mickey, <laughs> my God! I was, I was like, because uh, I just was very. Mickey has evolved a lot. He has, and um, for good reason. Yes, thank God. And also his design evolved a lot, which I think I was going to mention later, but might as well bring it up now. His design in playing crazy is a lot. It's he doesn't have like the little dots for eyes just yet. Oh, they're just black Um, empty holes. Yeah. Like, and it's a cute, and it is a cute design. Yeah. Like it's a kind of an, an adorable design. Um, but he changed through and, you know, and they think he didn't have the gloves yet in steamboat Willie that Mm -hmm. came later. Uh, that's somewhere in here. Um, but anyway, uh, in 1929, the Carnival Kid was released, and Mickey's first words were spoken, which was "Hot dogs, hot dogs." Naturally, Mickey's Follies, 19, also 1929, introduces Minnie uh, "Yoo-Hoo" song, which kind of became the Mickey Mouse theme, and eventually was used for the commencement of the, you know, the Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse Clubs, the theater Mickey Mouse Clubs, and um, and the Opry House which was which same 1929 
they just bust out a lot yeah, in 1929. <laughs> and this is when, yeah, and this is when Mickey White got gloves. his gloves. And other characters also started getting gloves. And, you know, that just became their... Have you seen that meme of, of when... Doofenshmirtz makes note is self-aware of like oh how long have we been at this it feels like this summer is like four years long and then there was a joke saying like Disney's becoming self-aware well remember this guy and it was like the friend in uh oh, movie movie who's like gloves. why are we always wearing <laughs> gloves and then it said he was never Which seen again but um <laughs> they're so <laughs> um anyway uh they're so after this, there was a short called mm-hmm. When the Cat's Away, and that showed Minnie and Mickey, and they were the same as regular mice, but they were still mm-hmm. anthropomorphic. And, but there's, which brings up the question of Mickey's size, because when they're next to people, Mickey's about two feet tall. And he's, you know, so the fact that he was specifically designed to be the size of an actual mouse is, I don't know, it's weird to think about. Because they're usually like, yeah, you know, like two feet. I'm I'm picturing mm-hmm. the mice in like Cinderella. Like those are the size of mice. Um. So anyway, uh, after after that, the barnyard battle came next, and this was Mickey was basically mm-hmm. portrayed as a soldier, and he was put in combat. And I think this was like, yeah, this was probably the first, obviously the first time he was ever seen in combat. And in 1931, there was the moose hunt, which Pluto was, and this was Pluto, who was introduced as uh, Mickey's dog. And he actually, well, in 1930, there was a short called The Picnic, and Pluto was not Pluto. His name was Mm -hmm. Rover, and he was Minnie's dog. I'm just guessing, and I don't remember if I could find a picture of it. but I think it was just the same. I'm guessing the same design. I couldn't tell just you. a different name. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I, I think I couldn't. I looked it up when I first found this out, and I couldn't find a picture. Um, so around this time, 1930, uh, this is when Iwerks leaves. Uh, he left just before the film The Cactus Kid came out, which. Mm-hmm. Or his last film was The Cactus Kid, uh, which was came out on April 11th, 1930. And, but around this time, they were being successful. They were successful enough that Walt was able to hire more animators, which it seems like it's also yeah. crazy because this is the 30s and they were still doing very well. Uh, and even though like, the Great Depression was going on, Mickey was mm-hmm. still very popular and doing really well. Um, by 1932, the Mickey Mouse Club had one million members. And at the fifth Academy Awards, same year, Walt Disney was nominated for Mickey's short. He was nominated for a short called Mickey's Orphans. And he didn't win, but he did win that same year for one of his silly symphonies. And he received mm-hmm. an honorary one for creating Mickey. Basically, around this time, our, I guess the story artists were kind of struggling. They didn't really know what to do next for Mickey. Yeah. Mickey had become more of a role model. And I think we mentioned this before, how a lot of, you know, you know, short or cartoon characters at the time, it was more about they just would do funny things as opposed to having, like, a personality. Mm -hmm. And Mickey's got a personality. He does. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, so, yes. And so they were kind of struggling. They they were kind of struggling with what to do with him for, like, gags. And so they decided to make him more of a secondary character and focus on others for mm-hmm. a little bit. So, like, for example, in August 11th, 1934, uh, Mickey was introduced to Donald Duck. And now Donald Duck had already been introduced in the Silly Symphonies, but this was the first time, you know, he was in a Mickey mm-hmm. cartoon. And this obviously, you know, continued. This 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 went well. So about like halfway through the 30s, we got Goofy. And as well, you know, and so they were off. They, they had a lot of shorts following of the three of them just mickey donald and goofy off doing things um yes so the first time mickey was ever seen in color was an animated strip for the fifth fifth academy awards which is you know the awards that he received the honorary oscar um it was called the parade of award nominees so i'm just guessing that this is one of those things where they they i don't think they've done this in the last couple of years but they've had in the past in the oscars where they have just like it's like a rundown of like all of the movies that are nominated, kind of like a, like a, a, a mashup, uh-huh. like a two minute mashup or whatever. I'm guessing it's like that, but Mickey <laughs> and color. Um, and after that, uh, so this was uh, five, wait, I don't remember what, 1935. It's a couple years later. Uh, Mickey got his short that was, entirely in color Mm -hmm. it was the short band concert and it says so i guess this short is considered the third greatest of all time because it's the first you know the first that he's i'm assuming steamboat willie is the first one but this is like him in color um and ironically in 1938 donald duck actually became even more popular than mickey and this got required Mickey to get redesigned. So we talked about it a little. Yeah, his he, his design changed a lot over the years. It's never been anything like you don't recognize yeah. him. But, you know, it changed. I think I think I go, I, oh, actually, it's right here. Sorry. I thought it was way later in my notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was resigned a couple times uh, in... 1939 he was redesigned in the short the pointer by fred moore and he had pupils and like a caucasian colored face and a pear-shaped body um because i think in band in uh band concert his face was white but everything else you know was black and he changed again in 1941 in the short the little whirlwind where he had his trademark pants but no tail and realistic ears that changed with his Mm -hmm. anatomy and then he was designed again, kind of back to how he was in the pointer, except the pants stayed. And the 1950s, he was given eyebrows, and then those disappeared. Uh, so he, he, and he's, you know, changed again since then. Like, he's changed several times. But it's still the same general, like, silhouette. Yeah. You know, like, the outline of him hasn't Mickey's really changed. Mickey's, like, the only, uh, I guess I'd say cartoon, who's... I have no issue mm-hmm. with any of his redesigns. 
Like, I'm glad they updated yeah, everything I- and I'm happy with, like, even the new ones, like, a lot of people get really, really mad with, like, nowadays revamping of things. But, like, if you're familiar with, like, the super new shorts Good with Mickey um, that are super, super, like, I don't, I, I don't know the term for this type of style, but it's really popular right now. And I also have no problem with it. It's a very, like, like pop comic book type of situation. Yeah, it's it's not like how they keep the lineup for the Disney princesses. They keep changing mm-hmm. and everyone has issues with that, which I agree because they're they're just on it's not that it looks bad, it's just It's like, not necessary it's not and it looks necessary. a little like who is um, that again? Like if you're just looking at the face, but Mickey like honestly wh- I loved every single reanimation. Like his, even in like, yeah, like I said, in the like playing crazy, he had his Mm -hmm. design was actually very cute. Um, I, yeah, like his, but every, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wild to see the changes though. While he does, you can tell it's Mickey. It is kind of crazy to see like the timeline of how he changed. Um, So Mm -hmm. in 1940, Mickey was featured he was in his first, it wasn't his first feature, but he was in a feature film, Fantasia, which if you don't know Fantasia, it's a basically a collection of shorts set to music. Um, and, and as well, you know, and then there's also Fantasia 2000. And basically the idea though is kind of great because you have, they create these shorts, but the music, most of the music, I, I believe, I don't know if it's all of it or most of it, at least most mm-hmm. of it, the music already exists. So they're just, you know, the animation yes. was made around the music, which I kind of love because they don't do that anymore. Like, that's one of the reasons why I love Sleeping Beauty because the music existed and they just, so like lightning strikes or, you know, certain movements will go with certain sounds yeah. and they don't really do that as much anymore. Um, and you know mickey seen in the sorcerer's apprentice which is set to the music of paul dukas um i don't know if it's dukas or dukas um, <laughs> sorry dukas or dukas sorry um uh and this is yeah and this is you know mickey with the master wizard's hat and he brings a broom to life to do his chores for him and he falls asleep and he you know and things just get crazy out of hand we used to have a pen that we got disneyland of mickey it was from fantasia it was like you know you like tilt the pen one way or the other and he's like on a book like the you know the the spell book and he's like going like you know like because it becomes like a whirlpool and mm-hmm. it was okay yeah i know exactly um, what you're talking about i always really love that short sorcerer's apprentice is like one of my all-time favorite uh pieces of score music yeah. Like it's it's really beautiful and it's really it's 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 very I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's just very it's also it's got like powerful moments, it's got excitement, it's a really great short. Um uh anyway. Um and we sorry, my sister was calling me. I was trying to and we obviously still see, you know, he wears uh, at Fantasmic at Disneyland, he still wears the red robe and the hat, and it's kind of become a trademark. For yeah. Him. 
Um, I love that look. I love Sorcerer Mickey. I also I have one of, love. Yeah. I I have um, one of those, you know, like on the lanyards, Disneyland, the like, and there's like the thing. I don't know. What are those called? Like the act, the th- not like, because they have like your little, it comes with a little card holder, mm-hmm. but everybody takes those off and puts like, a, it's like one of those giant like pendants. I have one that's like Sorcerer Mickey. Oh. Um, I think it, it was one, I remember because my whole family thought it was going to pick Tinkerbell and then I picked Mickey because yep. I love Mickey. <laughs> um yeah uh anyway uh so as mickey was surging in the 50s and the mickey mouse club and the theatrical shorts and you know mickey mouse clubhouse was released as a oh there was a tv series the ink and paint club he was just you know incredibly popular and you know he was starting to we were starting to finally see him after fantasia we were starting to see Mm -hmm. him in more films in 1983, he was in Mickey's Christmas Carol, and in 1990, he was in The Prince and the Pauper. Wait, so there's Mickey's Christmas Carol. There's a couple of Christmas ones, and there's Mickey's Christmas Carol, and then in the 90s and early 2000s, there's Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, mm-hmm. and then Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. It's the Mickey's Christmas Carol is with like Scrooge McDuck, right? I believe. So, uh, is it okay. no? Yeah, no, yeah, no. This one's the one with Scrooge McDuck. Um, I'm looking at the cover art for all of them. And then Once Upon a Christmas, it's either his Once Upon a Christmas or the Twice Upon a Christmas. Uh, I, I remember this was like, I realized this recently. I think during this research, I realized I don't remember what movie it was, but there was the part where the kid it's like kids go to pick a christmas tree Mm -hmm. and they see the tree and they're like wow it's bigger than our house (laughs) that was like my first reference like i said it all the time (laughs) i would say it all the time to like bug my sister like i'm like i realize i'm like oh my god i think that was the first reference that i make as as you guys listen i make a lot of references (laughs) when i talk I just ha- <laughs> um yeah if that is not if that's not any indicator no guys what like for- this podcast <laughs> while her references are on par with what we're talking about in real life this is how sam talks it's an only references to <laughs> yeah. things and it's really really funny because if you don't or have not watched what she's referencing it's even more hilarious last week my sister said something her friends were talking about like uh like carrot counts in engagement rings and my sister said something about like she knows understands something because of the carrot count that is said about the a ring from Stuart little two that the bird steals if you remember it's yes. irrelevant if you, yes and and <laughs> I'm like, it's not really that relevant but and I literally looked at my sister, I'm like, that's interesting, because that's funny. Stuart Little is not really in my log of references. Like, I don't really refer to Stuart Little. I think there's one joke in between the two that I find funny, but it doesn't really come up. So I don't reference it. But I just thought that was like, hmm, that's funny. That's not stored away in my <laughs> in my file cabinet of references that I make. Which is shocking. I one time... I one time started to make a reference. I think it was something related to Mulan. I started to make a reference 
And then I stopped. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to. And my friends looked at me. They're like, are you okay? They're concerned for my well-being because I didn't want to make a rush. I would also be very concerned for your well-being. I I don't. It's just I grew up, obviously, with TV and movies and Disney, especially. And I just, that's just how, that's just what helped me. I'm like Abed in community. That's how it would help me, like see the world and understand like I'm like being said like it made me like understand like yeah how things work like <laughs> like um like I have given advice that is not at all relevant to my experience it's just stuff that I've noticed from tv that I've noticed over time like like that's that's how I don't know good or bad depending on how you look at it um anyway <laughs> So in, uh, I think, so obviously like said, Mickey was doing really well in film and there, his main competition though, Disney's main competition was Warner brothers. And so they decided, and, and so particularly, you know, Disney, Mickey to Disney was Bugs Bunny to Warner brothers. And so they finally had the crossover that rivals the Avengers who framed Roger Rabbit. And, Disney and Warner Brothers had to sign a contract saying that the two characters could only have the same, they had to have the same amount of screen time because they did not want one mm-hmm. to, you know, trump the other, which is probably yeah. wise, which was probably a wise decision. Um, and, you know, and, and also in the 90s, 1990, Mickey showed up in the Muppets at Disney World and they claimed that, you know, he and Kermit were old friends. And that's, you know, and you remember that, uh, but I think this was way before, this was before when uh, Walt passed away and there was that picture Mm -hmm. of Kermit, like, consoling Mickey. Do you remember that? Like, like, so, which I think is really sweet because it's, you know, they're, at the time, Disney has since bought the Muppets, but they were, you know. They were friends. They should have been rivals, but they're friends, which is really sweet. Like, yeah. Uh, well, I think the um, the <laughs> the comic in reference. I guess that's not a comic, but um, yeah, it was with the passing of um, I think his name is Hendrix for the Muppets, the creator of a uh, Kermit the Frog. Oh wait, yeah, wait, was it was it Mickey? Yeah, no, it's so, yeah. So it was yes. his death, the creator of uh, Kermit the Frog, and Mickey goes up and it's just like it, there's no. I don't think there's any text or anything that goes with it. It's just kind of like a consoling, like pat on the back kind of situation. And it's very somber because oh, it's, it's very Henson. like oh yeah. oh it's Mickey consoling Kermit. I got it backwards. Very oh, okay. very I cute. If you right. don't know what we're talking about, please look it up. It's it's sweet. It's sweet. You know, as I as mentioned, he, you know, after getting into the two thousands, there was you know, and the birth of not the birth, I guess the nineties was direct to video and continued through the two thousands. We got, you know, like I said, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, and the Three Musketeers. Love, love, love. I've never seen Three Musketeers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did your mic break? <laughs> no, that was a sound I made because oh, I okay. Can't wait for me so, to watch it. Back now. in the old days. We're gonna watch it right now. Um, okay. no, the podcast. okay, so, yeah. pause the podcast. So, portable DVDs, right, were a thing when I was a child. 
mm-hmm. and I strictly remember I only owned one DVD, and it was the Three Musketeers. Oh, <laughs> and I watched that religiously because it was the only yeah. thing I could play on my DVD player, my portable DVD player. This is important. Was so, this like a was this like to like a portable like you would sit in the car with it, kind of like a small little? I think yeah, I it was basically I I yeah, it was basically a Walkman with a screen. But um, yes, yes, yeah, and uh, the Three Musketeers was the only one I had. I could probably still quote that movie line by line mm-hmm. over how many times I've seen it. And honestly, like I rewatched it recently. I'm gonna say recently. It was probably like two years ago. But <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's it's recent for the movie. <laughs> yes, and yes. um, yes. Oh my gosh, it's still a great movie and i think i mean it no credit to disney because it was already a thing the three musketeers is not an original thought but yes great i mean i think it's honestly still great i i love seeing them in that perspective it's a i think given like the rest of like the interactions we get with like donald and goofy it's just another one that's just like they're they're friends and it's Mm -hmm. a great thing to see but I, I honestly, okay. I can vouch. I could talk about The Three Musketeers for a very long time. I mean, we'll get there eventually. We will get there. Yes. But uh, ugh, yeah, it's great. That's funny. I also, had a, <laughs> I also had a portable DVD player and I watched stuff on it so much that it started to break and I started calling it the destroyer because it would destroy my DVDs. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, used, I literally used it to death. So clearly, I got it for Christmas. So clearly... I think it was my grandma. Clearly, she got her money's worth for, for that purchase for me. It was, yes. <laughs> so, in, you know, as things are going well, Mickey is venturing more into TV. He's getting shows like Mickey Mouse Works, which was from 1999 to 2000, uh, House of Mouse, 2001 to 2003, and the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse from 2006 to 2016. And Mickey and the Roadster Racers, which is still still airing and still making yes. new ones. Uh, did you ever watch any of these? I Maybe not Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but... Did watch most of them. I'm actually familiar with Roadster Racers because I do have nieces. Um, so yes. I have seen all of them. House of Mouse, I think I maybe watched bits of. Uh, I don't know why, but I don't think I... I don't think I searched this out. I think it popped up on my feed or I was watching something else and then it popped up on like things you might like to watch. And it was like a clip. It was clips from House Mm -hmm. of Mouse. And there was the one, the episode when the villains take over and somebody and the part when they take over, they're is a scene where all of the villains are, you know, singing like it's our house now. And all of the villains are in like mm-hmm. a conga line. And someone commented, I get, I, I couldn't find it. The comments got shut off, but someone, he commented like, I'm so glad I got to see the villain conga line. Or I never thought I would get to see the villain conga line. It was something about that. And I just, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Like, because it was so absurd. Like you see, Gaston in between like mm-hmm. the haunted mansion ghosts like House of Mouse I I watched pieces of it but and I definitely once we I definitely yeah. actually want to watch more of it 
uh, when we, especially when we get there. But it was fun because it was putting all of these characters, the, all of these characters who, yeah, you know, are interacting with each other. Like you have like the like Jasmine and Ariel and Belle might have like a girls' night or uh, like the or okay, there was one. It was like the Beast was on like a date. I don't remember who it was. Queen of Hearts or Elizabeth or a or a uh, Maleficent or something. I don't remember, but it was with another. This is gonna bug me, but it was just like. First of all, I'm like um. First of all, it's as the beast. So I'm like, aren't you like with Belle already? I was pretty like, what? Like, let me let me find this. This is gonna this is gonna bug me so much. Uh it was just like he it because it was making like, you know, there's like an MC. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a dinner and a show kind of thing. It yeah. was like a it's a really fun concept. I definitely Mm-mm. you can't really go wrong with any of these shows. Um Moving on. So Mickey was even, so going kind of actually backing, going back to the thirties, um, Mickey actually found some success as in, in comics, in comic strips. Um, the shorts were so successful that Walt was approached by King feature syndicate to put Mickey in a comic strip. And he, his first appearance was January 13th, 1930. And I guess the first strip was pretty similar to Plain Crazy. And it mm-hmm. had, you know, his friends, it had including Mickey, I mean, Minnie. <laughs> and uh, the plot would be, Walt would basically be the, come up with a plot or be the writer. Iwerks would do the art and Wynn Smith would, was the inker. And we talked about this in our last episode. Uh, inking is essentially, I think the job was like, you kind of just someone draws it and then you just go over with, go over it in ink. And yeah, those were, those were pretty successful, which I didn't know. I mean, it makes sense. I just, I had no idea that he was in comic strips. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Or if I did, it was so far in the back of my mind. I distinctly remember I found like, because I used to do a lot of like yard sales and swap meets and all that kind of stuff with my dad. And I found oh, a yeah. binder that had like yeah. a ton of his. Uh, I, I'm sure I still have it, but it's like back home, and it's it's awesome. I I mm-hmm. had it, and I was like amazed by it. So I I was I did have a lot of That's interaction cool. with his comic strips, and it, it does blow my mind um, that a lot of people kind of don't know about that. I don't. I I have no idea. I have no idea what to. I just, I don't think I, I wasn't surprised. Oh, it was Beast and Cruella de Vil. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's what, it, okay. That's what I, sorry. I, I was still listening to you. I was just typing. No, you're totally fine. Yeah. No, like the thing, yeah. With this, the comics too, like they just make sense because like what was an artist? <laughs> so yes. like naturally yes. you would think that just made sense. But I think just because he it's had just, ventured into, like, animation, people kind of were just like, huh? It's just kind of funny because that those came after Mickey yeah. got popular, not before. I mean, it makes perfect sense that that's when they came. It's just like, you know, you, you can totally envision it. Like, what if he had come up, what if the comic strips came first and those were popular side to venture into animation? Like, it's just an interesting... Uh, sequence of events 
that that we got uh, comic strips. Um, and uh, finally, there were something we got to make note of: mm, the mm-hmm. voice actors, because there there were there are yeah. a lot. There have been a lot uh, that have done Mickey's voice. Walt was the first from he started in you know, 1929 to about 1946 or so he had to stop because a he had a studio to run mm-hmm. but people also think the fact that he was a smoker it was affecting his voice um and i guess he occasionally yeah would still do it uh, up until he died but other voice actors you know started taking over um Musician Jimmy McDonald took over for a while, and Alan Young did Mickey's voice in a Disneyland Christmas album. Hmm. And in Mickey's Christmas Carol, Wayne Alwyn took on the role. And this, I think more people are familiar with this, Alwyn's wife, uh, Russi Taylor, she was the one that voiced Minnie Mouse from 1986 until Mm -hmm. she died in 2019. Which is, it's kind of, which is really adorable, the fact that they were yeah. married. It's like that couple, if you've been on the Pinterest, I'm sure it has popped up. The couple that were, they played oh, Peter yeah. and Wendy yeah. at Disney World, and they later got married. It's so cute. Like, it's so cute. And they're both like, I don't know, it's just, it's adorable, like, to think about that, especially because, all I don't know, it's just, it's freaking adorable. Um, especially because it's like, oh, we, uh, Peter did end up with Wendy. It's, you know, it's that same kind of cuteness. Um, so after them, uh, so Les Park, uh, Les Perkins, uh, Brenda Day was, were also, uh, was also a voice actor for Mickey and Brett Iwan and, oh boy, I, I did not spell, I did not give myself pronunciation for this guy's last name. Brett Iwan and Chris <laughs> Diamantopoulos are the cur- uh, are the current voice actors. It's mostly Iwin, <gasps> but yeah. So I mean, his oh sorry sorry Mickey is you know <laughs> okay. like any character. He we'll probably cut this out of the what? podcast, but um <laughs> because I obviously am subscribed to many many Disney things. Um, they just postponed the reopening of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, well... Like, good, but also, I, I was... I mean, good. Yes. Sorry, I, I just it. saw it, and I was well, like... <laughs> what, what, let's, let's, let's get to that in, like, a few minutes. Can we come back? Yes. Anyway, uh, Mickey, you know, his design changed, his... But his voice, actually, has always been the same. And I feel like the... I, when I was doing research, I remember thinking, like, is this, like, for a voice actor to say that you voice Mickey Mouse? Like, oh, is I see. That, like, what I is see that what you're, to a voice actor? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is this like the biggest thing, the most satisfying thing that you think they've done? The, do you know what I mean? Like, like, because Mickey is one of, he's not the first animated character, but he is one of the Crazy. oldest. He's the most popular, most famous. He's lasted almost a hundred years. What is that to a voice actor? Is that even like, is that, and the thing about voice actors is, is voice acting is, it's a ton of work, but it, it it's also like, it, 
I can't. It has to be a ton of fun too, and really mm-hmm. rewarding. But it's not as much about. I mean, there are a couple voice actors that are very famous, but um, you know, most voice actors can obviously go into the world pretty incognito. So I'm just thinking, like, can you imagine, like, you're have no like, like I'm just I'm just curious. Like, do you think I always I want to ask if I ever meet one, I want to ask like, what is that to you? Is this like the best phone call you ever got? Is it just like another gig? There have been other people that have voiced Mickey. Yeah. But also there's, it's only like a handful, you yeah, know, that, cause a lot of people, if they're good, they stick with it for years. Yeah. That's, that, that is interesting. I've never even thought about that actually. Huh. It's, I mean, cause there's a lot of characters that I feel like, you know, like for example, um, Scooby-Doo, uh, Casey Kasem voiced Shaggy for years and years. And, uh, last like ten years, Matthew Matthew Laird. I don't remember his last name. Okay, has voiced him. He was the actor that actually played mm-hmm. Shaggy in the live action version. He voiced him, like, and he was, I guess, very upset when he wasn't asked to be. He didn't even find out. He wasn't even asked mm-hmm. to be in the in Scoob. And everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, this guy is Shaggy. Why? Why wasn't he told? Yeah. Why didn't he get that role?" Like. I'm just, I'm just, so I'm, I'm, and the Mickey is, I don't know. It's just the more I think about it, I'm more like, this isn't a very, like, that's got to be a crazy phone call to get, you know, to find out that you're going to voice yeah. this character. I mean, huh. but also, yeah, that is, I, I know. I never thought about it until I was doing this. No, like, that it's, it's a very, huh. um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Any, anyone fr- listening to this podcast, if you are a voice actor, tweet us, do something. Reach out to us somehow. We are very curious. Yeah. To um, I just yeah. want to know. I I I want to know. So I think as for Mickey, I mean, I don't know. I I is there oh, anything with Mickey? else you'd like to add? I think we covered um quite a bit about Mickey. No, I yeah I yeah I think the greatest thing yeah. about Mickey is that he's not over yet. Like he's not. Oh, no. Like, I th- like I mentioned this before, he has it- these new shorts that are absolutely adorable. Um, for like a second, he did like this is like what twenty thirteen. It was like little music videos with his shorts. I just distinctly remember one with like the black eyed peas. Um, they were so oh, cute. I loved them. There were like almost little commercials in between, like Disney Channel, obviously, and I love them so much. Right yeah. now, they're doing the same thing. With I mentioned like this new kind of like really really colorful, almost comic book type of animation, and it's still super cute. Like you would think, like I know a lot of adults who are watching it, like without you yeah. know like pressure from their own kids, but like who are actively watching these shorts. And like I do too. Yes. I will look them up. I don't you know watch Disney Channel anymore, um actively, but <laughs> I was like, let me add that <laughs> note. <laughs> yes. You don't you don't watch you don't watch you don't watch Disney Channel anymore. Um, that's or, the thing though, because now it's things. like okay, so Disney Channel isn't Disney Channel. It's like well, you have like what uh, there's an earlier there's like a set time, right? There's like Playhouse Disney or something. Oh yes, Playhouse Disney. Yes, that's what I. Yes. that was my that was probably your world too. Like that was that was what I watched, and then it became then there's Dis- Disney then XD. You graduate to Disney like, Channel, a bunch of things, but now it's. Disney XD and yes. the Disney Junior. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, Disney it's just Playhouse. Disney Junior. So it's yeah, Disney Junior. So that's just that. I do watch some of those things. Like I said, I do. I am familiar with uh, Mickey Mouse Roadhouse Racers, um, only because of my nieces. 
But um, mm-hmm. I think in general, still, like, the shorts are still absolutely adorable. You yeah. see them at the park. They're really good at advertising advertising the new ones. Um, I don't know if you remember the pop-up that they did at Disneyland. Uh, oh, Downtown my Disney. God. I thought for a second when you said he has new shorts, I thought you meant he has, like, new oh, no. shorts. <laughs> like a design. And then just now I'm like, oh, you mean, like, shorts, like short films so that would have been groundbreaking sam never <laughs> i was well, at first i was thinking when you ordered the those ordered those shorts with like the patches mm-hmm. of mickey all over them and i knew that's not what you were talking about but that was my first thought and then i was and then i just thought he had new shorts i'm like that's kind of interesting that they're teaming up with the black eyed peas show up his new shorts <laughs> Wow. What a collab! What a new outfit. Black eyed peas. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the black eyed peas. I want to see the black eyed peas. Look it up. It's super, super cute. Um, I love them. I was obsessed with the little music ones. I was so excited when they would come on. Um, the new ones, they're super funny. Like, I don't, Sam, I don't know if you've seen any of them, but they're so hilarious. As I was mentioning, the pop up that uh, Disney d- did, like, I think two years ago now. Um, I went to it. It was really, really cute. Very picture aesthetic, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But they did feature the new like animation style, and they were showing some of like the. Um, it was just more yes. of like they didn't have its own like photo spot, but it was decorated along everything, and super cute, super super cute. I was watching some of yes. them. They have them like in the lines and queues and stuff. Super super cute, adorable merchandise is coming up. Obviously, it's really really popular. Um, really popular with adults, I would say. Like, if you ask more adults, they are more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But overall, hilarious. Really check them out. Um, mm-hmm. As for Mickey and its hole, I'm very excited for literally the future of Mickey. It's it's the face of Disney. It's the face of the company. And it's not dying anytime soon. Like, mm-hmm. his, his story was rocky in some parts. But yeah, he's immortalized. As you... As you- as you heard in our first like 10 minutes of this, of this episode. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely grown and changed. Thankfully. Um, no, I, I was so like, when I saw that, I was like, I, I was just like, it almost like, in my head for a second, like ruined Mickey. I'm like, well, this is not the Mickey. I know this is, this is, this is this is creeper Vicky. I do not, not care totally advertised um, all the time. <laughs> but also, actually, I want to bring this up now because yeah, you know, obviously we're doing a podcast that is covering Disney, and Disney is a major, major conglomerate empire company. We're more focused on yes, the company mm-hmm. is important, but we more focus on the the creators, the artists, the musicians, the the actors, the films, like events that have made Disney. Um, and while we're not going to ignore the company, yeah. you know, because to me, like I I see things about how Disney, that the company's been kind of dif- doing. You know, they are a giant company. They have a lot of money, and I've you know we all see or hear they do they they do things you know, as a giant conglomerate does. And, but, you know, when I think of yeah. Alan Menken or, uh, or like the creators of, 
I'm trying to, I can't, like, all these names are now, like, I'm blanking, but, like, what, yeah, like, Al Menken, like, I think of, like, people like that, I, I'm not really, to me, that's, like, adjacent to the conglomerate. That's, 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 that's Disney. That's yeah. the art of Disney. To me, the executives and the people that are holding all the money, they run Disney, but they're not, they're not the artists. They're not the face of Disney. So I kind of, I don't want to, obviously we cannot ignore that, but we will address it. I just, uh, I want to make it kind of clear. Cause like, I, you know, like there was the thing about Disney was being very weird about giving people their money back or people were struggling to get their money back from buying season passes for 2020. Like, um, that yeah. was like annoying, but again, like that's not, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we need to separate it. Like, no, it's great that you mentioned it. It, it, it. There is a separation. We will talk about the company as it comes up yes. naturally. Yes. But definitely, we are mostly on the impact Disney has, not Walt Disney Company. Yes. Um, Disney Studios, not Disney Studios. Yes. Yes. Um, I would just say that we're focused more on art, magic, all that kind of stuff, not money or... I remember in uh, in college, somebody, some, one of my, somebody in my class, he asked me. He's like, "You really love Disney?" I'm like, "Yeah." And yeah. He's like, "Why would you ever give them money?" And I just drew like a blank. Like it was like he was yeah. asking me, "Why do you? Why do you need oxygen?" <laughs> I didn't really know how to respond. I, I remember was just this. Just yeah. Taken off guard. He meant. I think he meant like just you know because it is a giant monster company. It's more but like, I, how can you support something that, like... But it's, you know, here's the thing, though. They are a company that evolve and... Which will bring us up to our next point in a second. But they're a company that change and evolve. And they go with where... They go, they go, they follow... They kind of follow the path, I think, of their audience. And see what, what, what we want and what we're ready for. So, but I was like... I, and it wasn't until like later I like I thought of an answer. I just at the time it was like I didn't really know what to say because yeah, it is a giant company, but it's not like I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm I don't really see as buying a ticket to Disneyland or buying a, you know, ticket to yeah. a movie is. It's not like I'm you know. Uh, but with that, we got to talk. So let's actually let's just make this clear. We recorded our last episode a while back and things just kept happening and we weren't able to record this episode as soon as we would have liked to. Uh, yeah. So between our last episode, things in Disney have things in the world have changed. Um, it's something we got to really talk about first out and yeah. out. Um, um, I know it's technically out. a little late because we are nearing or when this is released, it'll be the end of pride month, but we got, have you, did you watched out? I know you watched out because we were talking about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, 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 guys. So <laughs> out, it, that's the name of the short. It's called out. And um, we'll get into what it's about. Anything. Sam texts me, watch out. <laughs> and I'm assuming I'm about to get hit by a train or something. And it was an all and it was I, an- <laughs> And then I sent another one, and I sent a comma because I'm like, oh wait, I, I, yes, I sent a comma because I'm like, oh wait, that's gonna sound like 
you gotta watch out. So- I was like, I'm being threatened by Sam right now, guys. Like, something's <laughs> happening. I literally, I knew what she meant as soon as I, like, thought about it for longer than 10 seconds. But the initial, yeah, the initial (laughs) watch out was hilarious. I, uh, okay. I just had to make, I needed everyone out there to know how I. Months. Yeah. It makes me months ago. uh, So I can't, I don't know. There's all these very basic things that a person could do that I can't do. Like, and my friends were trying to teach me how to snap. Like I couldn't snap. And I finally was able to snap. And I sent a text to my friends and I said, oh my gosh, guys, I just snapped. <laughs> and one of them went, and he went, and it's like 11 o'clock at night. And he's like, he's like, why? What happened? And I'm like, no, like I snapped like with my fingers. <laughs> but yeah, we said, watch out. And then I'm like, I sent a comma after. Um, but Out is on Disney Plus. It, it's, it's not is it Pixar? It was part of that. Was it part I of that think, experimental? Yeah, shorts. Um, basically, it's just it's a very I, the animation's gorgeous. Um, but the story is about basically about a guy who is trying to come out to his parents, or he's too scared to come out to his parents. And in a mm-hmm. nutshell, and I'll be honest, I was very confused because so basically, what happens is he uh, there are the I don't even. There, I didn't know he switched places with the dog until the very end of it. I was very confused. I what? I thought I thought the guy was going through something. I I thought the collar was. I mean, the collar is like magical, right? And I thought Mm -hmm. that the guy was acting like a dog. I did not think that the dog was the guy. And I, you know, and also Mm. it's Disney. A self-aware dog is not unusual. <laughs> it's not. It's not unheard it, it, of. It really is not. So I can so, see the confusion. And Sam. I was very confused. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? And then I realized at the last second when they switched back, I'm like, oh, they switched places. But it was hilarious because you have this guy just mm-hmm. walking around with his tongue out, acting like a dog, and the dog's trying to prevent the mom from picking up, like, you know. And it's so, it's just very, it's just a very sweet, touching story. And it's the, and we, it's the first time we're seeing like in, in Disney, technically, because it is technically Disney, yes. uh, a gay couple and they, and they kiss and it's just, it was very sweet and it warms your heart. And I keep hearing, cause you know, everybody wants there to be a gay character and, or like a gay mm-hmm. princess or whatever. And I'm and I'm, I'm kind of wondering, do you think that they're good? Everyone keeps saying, like, like they keep asking, like, uh, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, because she was in Frozen 2, and people were asking her, like, do you think there's going to be, like, a gay character anytime soon? And everyone kind of, it's, I'm like, am I, am I the only one that feels like it's a lot coming, it's going to be a lot sooner than everyone thinks? Because I keep seeing um, things that imply it's going to come. I understand maybe they're not going to have, like, a main character, like, maybe they're not going to have, like, you know, I, but maybe like a side character, not a, not like, and like, like Onward, for example, there's a character who they announced was gay and she has like a little pride pin on and she's mm-hmm. not really that important of a character. It's just she's very just subtle. one that goes to his school. Yes. Yeah. And, and they were, they're doing baby steps. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that and, too. Um, yeah. I can't speak for the LGBT community, of course. I, 
Um, yes. I do have, you know, my my ties with them. I am a supporter. Obviously, we all are. Um, Sam? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. We yes. support yes. the LGBTQ <laughs> community yes. here. Um, I myself mm-hmm. am bisexual. But I will not compare myself to the struggle that lesbians, gays, transgenders, and everything above and below um, experience or feel when they have to come out to their parents. Um, I understand the pressure for being represented as a person of color. I also Mm -hmm. dealt with that in terms of Disney, of representation and seeing like, I want a princess, that's my skin tone, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think... People, in my own personal opinion, I appreciate the subtlety, the slow characters coming out, because if they did it, I'd feel like they would be doing it for the wrong reasons. It'd be peer pressure from everyone saying we want to be represented and it would seem almost forced, you know, and I think that's not something they want. Yeah, I I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want just like a half, you know, half effort um yes yes because uh i agree i get it because i feel like they're always i something that i've noticed that bothers me i don't i we all want you know diversity and representation and that needs to happen but it does kind of bother me when it's very clear that they're doing it just to do it not because that's who that character is and i can understand maybe you know you know, on some line, I can understand it, but sometimes it does kind of bug me a little bit because it's like, don't do, don't just do it. Like, think about it. Do you really feel that this is who that character is? Yeah. Because I think with if- like Elsa, Elsa was the main one, right? They're like, make Elsa a lesbian. We're just like, what? I'm like, the thing is, I'm, I'm, if they do that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But I also, the, you know, there's those pictures of her and Jack Frost. And I keep thinking of that storyline, which is not real and does not exist because there's two separate dream. It's DreamWorks and and they would Disney. never. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, you know, like there's there's been that debate. I think if they do that, that would be really really amazing yes. and beautiful. And I have realized, like, you know, I remember even we were talking about this, and I had a class we were talking about. It was like some short story about. It was a man who, it was like two, it, it was, he was talking about like, you know, two dads raising a kid and the whole, like, which one of you is the mom? And the bottom line is, you know, they're two dads, they're two men. Yeah. They're, they can't, yes, your one might be more of the motherly figure, but they can't be a mother because they are two yeah. dads. And which is a really yes. good thing to bring up. Um, because, you know, and I remember I was saying how I was so naive. I didn't know what any of this was or meant mm-hmm. until like middle school. And I remember when I saw a magazine for Ellen and Porsche's double, their wedding. I thought it was a double wedding. I did not know that they were gay. Like I literally thought it was a double wedding, that they were just mm-hmm. two friends that got married at the same time. And, and, um, and then I remember I had also brought up how like, yeah, as I became a teenager, I remember thinking if I have kids, all like, you know, I didn't know about it until it just, until like gay rights became a mm-hmm. huge thing when I was like 12, like, like 11, like 11, I was aware of it. And then 12 was when like, you know, the 2008 election, and it was like a big thing. And I remember like, I had, I remember thinking like, oh, well, I didn't really know about yeah. it until I just knew about it. I figured my kids, I'd do the same thing. And then I realized, well, what about kids that have 
you know, two moms or two dads. Like, it's not something, it's one of those. And I think that's just, that's what I'm looking forward to is the day when diversity, whether it's, you know, whether it's physical color representation or sexuality, like when it just is, it's not, we need it to prove a point we're just, this is just the way the world is. And that's what I'm looking forward to because the bottom line is it's about, it's, you know, representations about who that person is, not who you're. No. Yeah. You make perfect sense. That's just kind of the bottom line. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Out was really sweet and adorable. Oh, I cried. I I cried. (laughs) You cried everything. <laughs> I I cry at everything, guys. So um, take that with a grain of salt. But it was very cute. It was adorable. Um, and I just the ending where sorry, spoiler. It's short, so it's not like a, it's I can't not like really avoid it. Avengers. Uh, he finally. Well, Sam. the what? God. Oh, sorry. Like, uh, well, because you know the dog as the guy as the dog. I don't remember what his name was the guy um anyway i just remember the i just remember the boyfriend was manuel yeah or manuel manuel uh manuel um but he manuel (laughs) sorry it's manuel manuel and um manuel the way it was uh, manuel that's a reference to Uh, wally if no one caught that this is again i have learned sam's language you guys will eventually learn it as well (laughs) wait I just made a reference to Wally. Did you? Was that not what you were referencing? No. Yeah, because he's like <laughs> open the manual because he has to like manually do it, and he gives no, him the book. I just he's like Manuel. Out. <laughs> no. Oh no! I haven't even seen. I've seen. I've seen Wally. It's just been a long Sam. time since I've seen Wally. I have seen Wally. It has been a very long time. But anyway, that's not what. It, uh, no, I'm like on the picture frame of him and his boyfriend. I'm pretty sure the boyfriend's name is Manuel it's I will I'm, I gotta rewatch it anyway but anyway the names are kind of irrelevant it's just he has a boyfriend he doesn't want his parents to know he's not ready to tell them and the boyfriend wants him to tell him and the dog and him switch places and the dog is trying as the dog he's trying to make his mother not pick up the picture frame and and then you find out yeah. that the mom already knows and she says I just want him to find someone who will uh, another man will make him happy or something and and the dog's like <gasps> And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I just thought my favorite thing about that whole short was when just the last like minute, like like a kiss was adorable, but I think my favorite part was when he introduces him and the dad who's like a big like lumberjack, like burly Yo. guy, and he just hugs him. Yeah. Like he hugs the boyfriend. Like Stop. he's part of the family. And I just thought <laughs> it was so beautiful and so sweet. And I I think I I so, you know, whether they make, like, a character who's, like, you know, like, like, we get a Disney princess who's, who's gay, um, whether that's what's next, I mm-hmm. think, I think maybe, like, a side character, you know, I think that might be the better, like, because they are doing kind of in baby steps. Yeah. Someone more prominent would be great, kind of, like, your, your sidekick, your yes, situation. Yes. And then, like, I think what people need to, like, also take it, take it with a grain of salt, this is something that they're new in they want to do it the right way in a very respectful way it's something that's new and they they want to do it don't get disney wrong they this is not something they're hiding or afraid of they want to do this 
but they are being very smart. They are being very cautious. They are doing their research. They are, they you know they're they're pointing actual you know like references and things. They're they're doing what Disney does best and putting their thought into everything. So we'll mm-hmm. get there. We'll get there. I've always yeah, it's gonna happen. It's 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 gonna for sure happen. I've but I've been thinking like so because everyone thought Elsa was gonna get a girlfriend in Frozen two, and as I'm watching Frozen two, I kind of realized, uh, I'm like, there was no indicator indicator that she was gonna get a girlfriend in, you know, there would be some indication in the trailer, and yeah, there I, wasn't. I think they were trying to like because they saw the the girl from the yes. From the tribe and you know obviously they became uh close they you know she was just talking to her in a few instances and but i'm glad that there wasn't no obvious like hint hint this is her sexuality I'm glad too yes i felt really bad in the moment but when there was the second she was talking because i think we were all like yeah we wanted to have a girlfriend and then the second she was talking to her i suddenly felt very like like i don't know if i'm ready for it not like elsa being gay but like I've because I've been thinking like if Elsa's like I think it'd be great but then I think it was just there was no indication and so if she just suddenly ran it would have been more random yeah because also that's just her personality she wasn't concerned with romance that wasn't Elsa that was never Elsa she was like yeah exactly I I think yeah and I but I've also wondered if she did get a girlfriend like because Elsa has been kind of a pinnacle of being different and i'm wondering would this be if she was gay would it be like too much because she already sticks out because she's got Mm -hmm. powers so i'm do you know what i mean like would this be like like she's already like I, I don't, do you know what, yeah, do you know what i'm getting at i understand is it all no like i'm I'm not wording it right like if, if it'd be cool it'd be It'd be so awesome. I remember in Beauty and the Beast, it was for a second, but when we see uh, LeFou dancing with the guy and people stood up and cheered, like, yeah, it's there. We, we all knew want it. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all, I mean, I never thought about it until they said that they were going to do it. And mm-hmm. then, um, <laughs> Dewey McGregor did an interview because he was Lumiere in that and he was like, it's 2017 for God's sakes. <laughs> like, like, um, but it was just the, we all want it. And I know when it happens, it's going to be like, yeah, I think it's just the anticipation. Yeah. Of and I, yeah. Um, and I, again, coming from not having it to suddenly having it, like, it's going to be like, out. I thought it was so beautiful and it was such a beautiful way to, indi- uh, to put mm-hmm. this into the Disney universe. So, um, you know, when the time comes, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to really be really excited really cool for the future and, of it. And we're all going to, yes, yes. Um, uh, other new, we got uh, other like news. So you say you're talking about how Mickey, how Mickey, how Disneyland is, um, Yes, Apparently so um, by the time this airs, so obviously this is in the Pride Month, which is why we're talking about out. Um, also, beforehand, Weird. we have to mention there is this pandemic that has affected everyone, like worldwide. Um, it's called mm-hmm. COVID-19. 
if you are unaware of it, I'm very curious as to where you're from. You are not born yet. (laughs) That's true. Very true. Um, The pandemic in a whole, not going to talk too much into it. There is a lot of surprisingly controversy on it. Um, Wear a mask when you go out. I understand. We've all been cooped up. We want to get out. Great. You can go out. Wear a mask. It's not that hard. (laughs) And I will say, don't chew minty gum while you're wearing a mask because then it's going to burn your eyes. (laughs) Also, you can't wear glasses. From personal experience. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I was on a bike ride and my glasses were fogging up. And I'm like, why? why?" And then I'm like, oh, it's because my... And then I put my mask slightly over my glasses and then oh How that big is your mask <laughs> well it's it's not a it's a mask that goes over my head not uh around my ears oh okay so it's easier to pull it up that makes sense um um yeah so a pandemic uh yeah everyone was in quarantine for a good while that basically means you weren't allowed outside your house unless you were a an essential worker Two, you had to go and get food, like grocery shopping. Most restaurants, most fast food chains were closed for a short period of time. Um, It really changed everything. And of course, large crowds, music festivals, everything got shut down, including Disneyland. Now, recently, they were announcing the reopening of many things, including fast foods and all that stuff. And lots of talk about Disneyland. So Disneyland was supposed to reopen July 17th <laughs> again, but um, again, mm-hmm. which is really yes. cute on their yes. part, but um, I'm also very happy that they've decided to postpone until further notice. There's no update on when they are going to reopen um, as of now. Good. Too like, soon, too soon. It's too, too soon. soon. And it's, it's, that's a park, unless they were going to have like, we're able to monitor how many people can go in, which is very, I mean, not impossible. It's just, that's a huge park and you'd have to turn people away because then there yeah. would be long lines of people waiting to get in. Like it's like, you know, Trader Joe's makes sense, it's, but it's not, it doesn't it, really it seem worth it for Disneyland. Like chaotic. And, and it just doesn't sound like I, you know, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's too soon. And, I think there are so many things that are opening up just like going back to normal. And it's like, you can't, uh, we're going to be this way still for a long time. Like, I think we're going to, my, I'm, I'm like one of my friends, uh, mom, she works, she, she's like a social worker and she, so she works in like the medical field. And she says like, they're, they're under lockdown until March next year. Like, Oh, wow. We're probably going to be wearing masks, I would say, at least till... I, I, I that doesn't sound un, like maybe spring of next year. I mean, yeah. things it's are Like, you'll obviously- still be seeing people wearing them. Yeah. Like, because um, um, right now, it's state law in California, which is where we are. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's state law. You're required to wear a mask when you go outside. And, well, I mean, a- enter yeah. a place, like a public place, any public place. And, um, I just don't, I just don't get, like, I, I want to go, you know, go, go out and do stuff, but, like, and I have been going, I found myself, like, the only place that I've been truly, like, contently happy in the last several months 
is me in my car listening to music (laughs) where it's just me and I'm driving and I'm singing to whatever song is popping up and a lot of it Disney, (laughs) a lot of it other things too. I listen to other things as well. Um, And I'm just like, uh, like, I find myself like, oh, like, I'm going to go here. I'm like, no, I shouldn't go there. Oh, you know what? I'm wondering if the mall's open. I'm going to drive, not going to go in. I'm just going to (laughs) go drive over and see if it's open. Like, I'm taking, and I usually try not to take, usually, don't always, I try not to take longer routes just because, uh, you know, waste of gas and it's- Your carbon footprint, Sam. environment, but- but, but I'm at this point, I'm like, I need to yeah. stay out of the house. Honestly, longer. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know, like, I went out a couple weeks ago, I went out to this bookstore that I like reopened and everyone around there just looked like they were back to normal. And it was bothering me so much. It's like, okay, it's not even that there's people out. Yeah. They're not even wearing masks. And uh, wh- why, why aren't you wearing a mask? Just put it on. Cover your face. And of course, thankfully, a lot of these shops and stuff are like, you can't come in without a mask or they're only having a few people. And like, I, you know, the companies, yeah, the companies are actually taking initiative and no, because, you know, I know we all want to go out, but guess what? We'll just be right back in because things are, we're, we're, things were getting a little bit better. And my, are we even in heading for a second wave or are we still we're just heading in a first wave? Like, like it's very, we're getting lots of mixed information. Unfortunately, we do have people who are fighting against this pandemic, which makes no sense, but um, not going to get into it. My dad, it's hilarious. My dad, it's hilarious. His family is very red mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> they, he gets into arguments with them on Facebook. It's hilarious. Yeah, well, you know, like, Chico, Chico, um, unfortunately without all the cause, college cause kids. Wrong. Um, it's very, very conservative. conservative. I it's it's funny. It was such a it's such a it's such a liberal school, and the surrounding town is yes. very very. So as a parent, with you know college being obviously closed, so schools being closed, um, and it's summer. But um, I work at a popular mm-hmm. food chain restaurant, and um, <laughs> and we just enforce that you can't step inside. But also, we're finding out that like a lot of people will fight us on this and unfortunately we can't fight back without getting in trouble like we have Mm -hmm. the signs we have signs all over the place like we're restricting you know social distancing six feet apart all this stuff please wear a mask when you come inside and now you know with state law we say you can't come inside without a mask we're obviously still getting people who are coming into the restaurant without a mask and we can tell them like hey do you have a mask like but we can't kick them out because they'll most of them are just like i have a health condition mm-hmm. that prevents me from wearing a mask and we like n- now it's discriminatory oh. word and that's a big thing you know there's a ton of things going around um of like there's no medical condition that can prevent you but also we just don't you know it's a weird thing to ask for proof for like prove that you're sick sick enough to not wear a mask like it shouldn't be something we have to bring and up, but why it's also out uh, if they're sick enough. Yeah, I mean, I know it's maybe they're not they're sick with something else, but if you're still sick with something, oh, oh, okay. In general, yeah, it and it, this is happening everywhere. This is just you know I'm coming first hand with it right now, 
and we're still navigating on how to deal with it because you know they'll just start fighting us and we don't want a commotion either but we also want to protect the rest of our customers the rest of our associates and like me myself i am immune compromised i am one of the people who should not be working who should not be out there exposing myself to this i do limit my time outside i'm only ever at work in the mornings and when i am at work i stay away from customers i am only near the people i work with and it's it's really sad like the pandemic in itself gets me really sad i think most people with anything i'm not even going to say just immune compromised people or elderly or everyone because now it affects everyone at first it started with only the young, only the old, and only the sick. Now we realize that this is yeah anyone's game, anyone's fair game, and if you get it, you get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get like you know I'm so I have friends that live like an hour away from me that I would go see a lot, and then when all this started, we were actually about to go on a trip. We were going to go to Japan, and obviously that mm-hmm. fell apart. And on, like, I'm scheduled to go with them and a couple other people from college on a trip uh, in Southern California, like, to, like yeah. the, the desert to, like, Joshua Tree in, like, September. And my, and I, I've seen my, like, they came over on Memorial Day and I still tried to keep my distance. Um, like, because I, you know, we need human contact. We do. And it, it, yeah. So I, again, still be smart, still be safe. I think if you really want to see people like I, because I, my parents, I don't know if this is crazy thinking or if this is just my parents logic, because their logic is like, like my <laughs> sister, for example, we've been no, we've been seeing her a lot. And she doesn't live with us. But and she has one roommate, and her friends, they all live at the same complex, but they hang out still. Mm-hmm. But so they're all around each other constantly, like they're all living together. And my work, my mom's view is kind of like, well, we've been around her. She's been around them. Like, it, it's kind of like if you've been around one person, you've been around everybody yeah, that's that what people around. Need to understand. It's not just the one person you're seeing. It's the one yeah. person and everyone they've been in contact with. So it's like, if you want to, so like my friends, for example, because I'm going on this trip and I actually am supposed to go camping with them next month. And I'm like, I should extend my circle um you know like still like I don't really want to hug them or touch them but I still would like to be closer than six feet because I might be within six feet of them and we've all like yeah we all have been really safe and I don't want to because I think the bottom line is we don't want to act like don't get into the trap of oh it's things are opening up it's getting better no things are opening up but it is it's maybe 0.5 percent better like it's a little mm-hmm. more under control, but it's starting to research. So, um, yeah, like, uh, but leading up to that, um, unfortunately, the pandemic is not the only thing. There's another pandemic. Another it's, pandemic. It's called racism. Uh, and it's, oh, it needs to go away. It, go away. <laughs> it needs to go away. Um, <laughs> this is unfortunately still something we have to talk about as a nation as people um it's very very sad if you're not aware of it it all started um i hate to say it all started also because, you're not born yeah you also aren't born yet um for those who aren't born yet or who are seeing this or hearing this in not living it at the same time um this 
really all began with a man being murdered at the hands of the police. His name was George Floyd. Um, please do your own research on this. I by no ex- means an expert on any of this. But this started was- a movement called the Black Lives Matter movement. It's been something, I hate to say it's the start, because racism. Well, this started, <laughs> well, the Black Lives movement, I feel like, didn't that kind of, I feel like that was a couple years ago. That's when, like, hashtag Black Lives Matter yeah. started. I started seeing that everywhere. Well, yeah. And and unfortunately, I saw this one article at the beginning of all this because I didn't quite, I mean, I apologize. I've done research since. I didn't quite understand why people were. I So I read this article. It was actually by, I think it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think. And I, it was, uh, it was really great. And it basically, I apologize if I'm wrong. <laughs> Let me just make sure I'm right. So like, we this can is cut the, this, this out if I'm wrong. wrong um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, hang on. Yeah, it was, I, it was him and the, uh, I believe it was him. And I think the the point of it was he says if you're a white person and you've heard of what's happening you're like oh my god that's horrible but if you're a black person you're just like you are furious and you're mm-hmm. like this again like you can't handle it anymore and it finally clicks i think i because the police the police got you know all those officers were fired and then they got I got arrested and it should not have happened as slow, but I thought it was just justice. And then I realized it wasn't yeah. just for George Floyd. It was for everyone. And the fact that there will be no peace yes. until there is justice for everyone until this stops, not right now stops. And it finally kind of sunk in. And um, to all those people that are out there, you know, protesting, you guys are so, amazing and you know heroic trying to make the world a better place and uh and to the end you know obviously it's it's and you know there's the people that are saying like this is obviously more a little bit more of a pressing issue than covid it's a it's a because you know it's 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 happening at a you know it should not have, I can't even say it's happening at a bad time. It's always, it's never, it should not ever happen. Yeah. And it's, it's like, forget COVID. It just should never, this should not ever be happening. And it's unfortunate to um, have to deal with this. I think that there was a couple, the video of a dad, it was a, it was a black dad and his daughter. And he's saying, this is something we do in my house. And it's the girl saying, hi, my name is, I'm eight. I have no weapons on me. I have nothing that could hurt you. And I think it honestly made me tear up a little bit. And part of it, I will admit, was she had a very adorable squeaky voice. I'm going to admit that. (laughs) But also the fact that (laughs) this isn't just, oh, that's really smart that they do that. They shouldn't have to do that. It finally dawned on me. Like, it finally, like, um, clicked, like, how... There is another, um, if you are, I would say 17 or older, watch it. Um, Donald Glover did a um, stand-up called Weirdo. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a joke. Uh, uh, basically, it was a, it was a joke about um, 
I'll be honest. I, part of the joke, I wasn't really 100% sure if the joke would fly today, but the buildup to it was really important because he was saying how when he lived in downtown LA, he'd have girlfriends, or whatever. They'd always say, hey, can you walk me back to my car? And he finally occurred, it finally clicked with him. They're afraid of getting jumped or raped or something. And he said, see, I never think about this as a man, as I never, it's not lurking around for me. Like, and it finally kind of clicked. Like, mm-hmm. so how, you know, women, as women, we're kind of taught, like, y- you know, like, don't walk alone at night and that and all that. And it, that basically, I was like, think yeah. about that, but every single day or how if you're wearing a hoodie and it finally kind of sunk in. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm still, I still have a long way to go to understand and more research to do but it finally kind of set in and um yeah and it's like it's it's really good that actually it is very good that it's happening i mean the problem it shouldn't be happening yeah it shouldn't be happening but it is good because maybe maybe it'll actually ignite change that will no, last it, it has to. like because they will not if it has yeah to like um and I, I have been seeing a lot of, like, stuff, like, a lot of people are responding, like, uh, you know, um, like, for example, on the show Big Mouth, which, like, I guess they had Jenny Slate, who, I don't know, I guess she, I, she's white, but she's playing a biracial character. And so they decided to recast mm-hmm. her. And she was, I guess, very willing to step down. Like, it's good that people are now realizing like but it's also i'm realizing it's not just simply us it's like years and years and generations of this being embedded and yeah like and i like uh and it's just so mind-blowing to me like oh my god like uh so again to the people out there that are are fighting you guys are amazing to the people that are posting on social media and and you know signing donating like uh it's it's so beyond time for everything to change for the world to change so hopefully it does yeah i talked for too long no (laughs) no this is it's it's uh, we wish we could talk about it forever like honestly it's a conversation that does not need to die down if someone tells you you talk about this way too much you talk about it even more like talk about it even more (laughs) like it you can't ignore this that's why we are addressing it in our podcast it'd be really um ignorant to not address what's going on and how it's affected not only us but the world and overall like again we ourselves are going to be mentioning a lot more racism with disney unfortunately but it is part of the history it is part of everything and Mostly the early stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ends, thankfully. But, um, thank yes, thankfully it does. Uh, we're just living in that um, moment yeah. right now, and hopefully there is an end to it. But, and again, uh, we said this, be- we said this before. So, uh, like we said before, we did record our last episode at a different time. Um, so that's why this conversation is not, didn't happen in our last episode. Uh, it wasn't that we were, you know, simply ignoring what was going on. It just was not happening. Um, Or what is currently happening was not happening. So, um, 
we just want to make note of that. We were not being ignorant. Um, it was just the timing of when we were recording. Yeah, so the world is very chaotic uh, right now. And hopefully with this podcast, we can, you know, spread a little bit of joy for a couple minutes into your day if you're yeah. <laughs> dealing with things that you know if, if the world's affecting you harshly um no yeah greatly said this so. is a safe place i hope this hour and more <laughs> episodes mm -hmm. do bring some sort of comfort yeah but never forget that what's happening is real take your own caution with everything and educate yourself on what's going on both pandemic wise and overall hopefully you stick around I hope you enjoy listening to us. And that's all I have mm -hmm. to say, Sam. What's uh so in conclusion, uh happy Pride Month to the people out there protesting, uh donating, signing petitions, whatever. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Um and yeah, uh as you know, keep listening. We're we're both excited for this. Uh, obviously, this is something we both really love and we want to talk about the good and the bad of it. Um, so to end it, I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Jocelyn Ponciano. And you have been listening to that good old Disney podcast. 